Hey, bitch. Welcome back to um, Hormone Training. My name is Jay Daye. And I'm Leslie. And we provide these short little episodes that usually focus on introspective combos. But on Fridays, we talk about Avatar Last Airbender. And this is not going to be like normal episodes. I'm going to ask Leslie a cute little question um, to get to know us. And then we're going to jump right in. Leslie, if you were a man for a day, what would be the first thing you would do? A male. <clears throat> Sex male. I mean, you have a big dong. I would have the audacity. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. what is this? The little bitch you already do right <laughs> now. The fuck? <laughs> What's something man do that I'm just like, by golly, I wish I was. Oh, it'd be cool to do a hand job on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Pee standing up? Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Like Pee in the shower? I want to see actually how hard it is to aim. Like seriously, the bunk like this and how hard it is to put the toilet seat down. Yeah. Yeah, I'd want to see that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so if you were a woman for a day, what would be the first thing that you would do? Probably get free drinks at a bar, bitch. What? Try to get as many free drinks as possible, girl. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I would just, because I'm such a whore, I guess I would just, like, see what that's like. Just how easy it is to, like, talk to, like, actually not even talk to anybody. Have, like, literally guys just come up to you for no reason at all. I'd like to see what that's like. So you'd go to, like, a club or, like, a restaurant or something? Really, you can go anywhere. You just go anywhere and... A man will come up and talk to you. <laughs> so I can't, I mean, really. It, okay. But like, I know for like girls, it's kind of like annoying, but like as a gay man who obviously loves the attention of so men. So you're not paying sexual anymore. <laughs> Funny how you like to flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> as a multi-queer man. <laughs> Multi-faceted queer man. Uh, well, no, I guess I just mean like... Um, the you pu- said what you said. <laughs> no, right. it's because it's because like I stop. <laughs> I just want attention. <laughs> okay, valid. Um and oh, there's more. <laughs> there's nothing else. Mm, other than just get attention. Well, I mean, <laughs> where does the attention lead? <laughs> like, that's also a possibility. <laughs> So, <laughs> definitely that. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's get to it. Now, I know you dread these, but can you recap for us really quickly uh, what happened last I week? I reckon I can't. Um, yeah, so last week, the gang goes up to Amashu, and things are not looking too hot for Amashu. Mm-hmm. Um, King Bumi is nowhere to be found, and rumor has it that King Bumi surrendered. Bitch. So Ong's like, I don't believe that. That's not my man. And so the whole time you have Azula out here trying to convince her cousin to join her fucking mission and almost sets her on fire during her circus little number. And then you have the resistance, which is, you know, the earthbending um, folks at Omashu who are like, yo, we're fighting. And Ong's like, but shouldn't you fight to just like try to get out of here? And so the gang convinces the resistance to all pretend that they're really, really sick to leave. And then, unfortunately, there's a stupid little baby who gets obsessed with my Momo and leaves with the resistance. And so the emperor and his wife think that the resistance fucking kidnapped a little boy when it's like, okay, your little boy came here willingly. Mm-hmm. So then we're like, all right, we'll give you King Bumi for my child, And when that happens, you know, Azula and May, who's the daughter of the emperor and his wife, 
are like, listen up, we're gonna do this tradesies, but Azula's like, isn't it kind of weird that you're training like an earthbending king for a child? Mm. So then they get huffing to puffing and battling and all the stuff. And that's where Kimbumi, you know, when Ang's trying to save Kimbumi, Kimbumi's like, listen, um, I can't be your master of earthbending because I hate you. And I'm also trying to master the um, neutral gene, gene. And so you need to find someone that has actually already mastered it, which is like listens before it strikes. And so then Ong is obviously very sad because he's like, all right, so what now? That's basically what happened. Well, That's the recap. Let's go. So we start the episode with Uncle Iroh and Zuko begging for a change on the street. Zuko is not humble. He is like, we're rich. Why are we here with the pobres? He's not even trying to get money from from the locals. And Uncle Arbo was like, dude, just chill out. Like, just chill. Just ask nicely. Give him a little something, something. And, you know, he, he flirts with, with some ladies. He's a predator. <laughs> and he meets this guy who's going to give him a gold piece to sing. And he starts singing, and let me tell you, he sings exactly how Angel sings. <laughs> <laughs> not well, but bitch. Then, but then this guy is kind of mean, and he's like... Listen, this is a gold piece. I need you to dance, monkey. And literally is like out here like swinging his sword at Uncle Iron. And Iron like, all right, dancing. And Zuko's really close to losing it. Yeah. And when that guy walks away, Zuko is glaring hard Glaring at him. him, sizing him up. It looks like we have another unsolved mystery in our <laughs> And then you have the gang up in the air. And, and Aang's like... Totally zoning out. And he's like, what's going on, sis? Like, you sleepy? Like, what's going on? And he's like, I feel like I'm being called to land on this swamp. Yeah, there's a swamp right beneath them that is kind of glowing mm-hmm. a little bit and like making all these noises that Aang just seems to be... <clears throat> drawn to mm-hmm. and he ends up going down and Sokka and Katara are like dude like what are you doing like we can't stop and he's like there's just something I gotta do down here right and Katara's like I don't know I got a bad feeling about this and of course he's gonna listen to his girlfriend right and Momo and Appa don't seem too excited either so he's like all right yep yep but then a tornado comes for them throws them out of the air and do you want to tell the gang what happened when they got separated what happened to your boy and your boy Appa and Momo get stuck with these, like, very, like, strong um, vines, Mm -hmm. jungle type of vines. And Momo's out here trying to save Appa, so he, like, eats through them. But then my boy Appa (laughs) is clumsy and gets stuck in them again. So, unfortunately, they're separated. And um, it doesn't seem like Appa is really trying to get out of there because he's like, how... I'm going to get stuck everywhere. Yeah, he's kind of giving up hope. Yeah, and so Mom was like, okay. I guess I'll join you. Yeah, so they're actually not doing too hot. And Aang and Katara and Sokka are going through the jungle, and they're trying to figure out how to get out, but also understand the jungle. Because mm-hmm. they were called there for a reason, but also get the fuck out. Right, they're trying to listen. And find Appa and Momo. Mm-hmm. So they're spending the night, start a fire, doing all this stuff, and ends up they're being watched. By some weird vines. Some weird vibe or whatever. Some weird object. Now, while these little kids are fucking being stared at at the woods, they fall asleep. And as they're falling asleep, dude, these weird little, like, vines are creeping up on all of them and snatch them all up one by one. Snatch them like the piece of trash they are. And they separate them into, into like, two different, into three different parts of the, of the swamp. The swamp. And they end up all being alone. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and cut to Appa and Momo, but we cut into a group of people who are waterbenders, who uh, live in the swamp. And I'm, and I'm Tho and he's Doe. <laughs> and uh, what do you think about seeing waterbenders away from the North and the South Pole? I think it's a little weird because I didn't even know that they were waterbending until I was like, oh. Because I, you know, when they were like, well, when they're trying to eat my boy Appa and Mo, I was like, damn, they're going to have a hard time catching up to Appa. And then that little bitch started windmilling and I said, <laughs> oh boy, my boys do not stand a chance. <laughs> yeah, because Appa and Momo are obviously lost through the thing, but the swamp benders see the impressions of his foot in uh-huh. the thing. Uh-huh. And they're like, this might be some big old dinner. This is my dinner. Yeah, I think it's a little weird, right? Because they don't normally look like that. I think it's like, I think it just shows how like they're all just so different how you can you didn't think there'd be there'd only be waterbenders in the north and the south pole because of ice and water but there's also water in the swamps yeah that's true it doesn't end up good for momo and they are cornered by these swamp benders and get captured and it looks like they're going to be dinner oh no now cut to katara and Sokka. so katara is lost Lost like a little girl, a little bitch. And what happens when she's in the in the in the fucking swamp? Well, she's running like crazy, first of all, mm-hmm. and then she thinks she sees her mom, so she runs even faster, crying. And then it turns out it's just like a trunk, an old trunk of a tree. It's like you stupid little bitch, <laughs> your mama's dead. She's been dead. She's been dead. So she's obviously emotional about that. And then Sokka is out there just fighting for his life. Like, <laughs> Girl, he can't bend his way out of those vines, dude. Literally, Sokka's out here just these stupid vines. But he sees Yue, or denies that he's seeing Yue, and yeah. then runs into her like three times. And he doesn't really want to admit it. And then what did she say to him? You didn't protect me. Which, I mean, Sokka, you kind of gave up, actually. You weren't man enough for her, you know what I'm Ooh. saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who does Ong see or what is going on with Ong? So Ong is seeing a vision of a girl in a beautiful dress. Now there's also a flying Fine. boar, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but it's all a future vision for Aang of someone he needs to meet. Mm-hmm. So that's the weird thing about this episode is that it's reminding Katara of her mom, mm-hmm. Sokka of Yue, but then of Aang of like a future person. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, what is the point of what's going on in, in the swamp? Like why... Why is Aang being shown someone that hasn't existed yet? Or, no, that he hasn't met yet. And then why is Sokka and and Katara only seeing people that they've already met? Right. So that's kind of the mystery of what the swamp is doing. But as Aang is chasing after this mysterious girl, he ends up bumping into Katara and Sokka. So the swamp kind of uses those visions to bring them together. And then they all end up together. And this is like, this is weird. And Sokka's like, it's not weird. I was looking for you guys. And Aang's like, well, I wasn't looking for you. I wasn't. I was just seeing this <laughs> this girl. And Katara's like, a girl? Uh, a, uh, a girl? I'm gone for two minutes. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, with a fr- fancy dress. And then she's like, well, I thought I saw mom. And then um, Sokka's like, we all saw things in there, but it's because we're hungry and it's a swamp. And Katara's like, wait, you saw someone too? And he's like, I thought I saw Yue, but I think about her all the time. And you think about mom. And that's why we saw those people. And Aang's like, well, I didn't see this girl. I didn't know who this little bitch was. That's why I was chasing her. And of course, Sokka can't say anything about that. He never can. And they see this big old tree 
which is the tree that connects all of the vines. Now, to relate it to another movie called Avatar, do you remember the blue Avatar? Yeah. How they had the Tree of Life? Yeah. It's kind of like that same mm. thing. There's always like some creation story of the Tree of Life. Okay. And this is just like the one origin. of... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see a tree that big. I think to see a tree bigger than a house, I think that would be... If we go see the sequoias, mm-hmm. that'd be lit. Because those sequoias are like thousands, thousands of years old. Thousands of years old. That's fucking history. Imagine man. like being next to a tree that is bigger than anything you've ever seen before. I'd be a little intimidated, you could say the least. I'd be scared. I'd be like, damn, bitch, should I even be here? <laughs> and then as they're like all trying to figure out what's going on, like why were we called here, they're attacked by a mysterious beast with a mask covered in vines. Now, they're literally getting hit left and right with this fucking monster, dude. They're literally being fucking spanked like my daddy spanked me. Oh, and they keep fighting, and I'm just like, this monster is winning. Like, its veins literally regrow in seconds. Like, your water bending, your earth bending, your air bending isn't doing shit because this monster is invincible. Yeah, they keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's like, girl, like, let's try something different. Let's try to talk to it calmly. <laughs> Have we tried that? And then um, Katara, towards the end of the fight, because the fight is just them really losing the whole time. The whole time. And it gets to the end where Aang is just like, enough! And mm-hmm. then blows all the roots away. Mm-hmm. And it reveals that there's a man in there. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, why are you trying to kill us? Like, what the fuck is your problem, bro? He's like, I wasn't trying to kill you. I was just defending the swamp from people who like your little bitch brother. Who your keeps, little friend. Your done, who keeps um fucking cutting up the swamp like there's no tomorrow. And he's like, wait, what? What? I thought you were trying to kill us. He's like, no, not at all. He's like, no, dude, I'm like the keeper of this place. Like, I actually reached enlightenment. So I'm like the chillest person. Dude, like, I'm totally fucking cool, dude. (laughs) Totally chill, bro. Totally a fucking vibe. (laughs) And he's like, here, follow me. Yeah. He takes them to the tree of life, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And explains to them how he had, like, a whole Buddhist type of uh, revelation. Mm -hmm. And explains to them what he kind of told them. He's like, listen, bitch, this is a big-ass tree. And it's just, the swamp is just one big tree where its veins extend across all this land. Mm -hmm. Like, everything's literally connected. And then he pretty much just tells Aang that, like, just like life, we all start from one tree. Mm -hmm. And we're all connected together. We're not separate from plants and people. Like, we're all the same thing. And you guys saw these visions because... These people were important in your life, and time is pretty much an illusion. Time so is death. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, you saw these people because like time isn't real, and we've been saying, uh, we say it as a joke, but it's actually like serious. It's actually very real. Like when when we say time has flown by, and then we say time is fake, is because it that's exactly what it is. Is that yeah. in our future lives, however it works out, maybe in a past life we were friends, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we were connected in some way that there's nothing to say that in the future we won't connect with each other again. Yeah, that's very true. And he basically tells Aang, you know, do what you will with that information because Aang's like, well, like, I didn't know that person. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, if you're saying time is an illusion, it doesn't mean that I won't, which I think it's important for us to keep that to heart because just because you can't see something doesn't mean you can't exactly just because you don't understand it now doesn't mean you won't in the future Mm -hmm. what do you think about this whole conversation that he has with Aang about like isn't that crazy to have this conversation like on a kid's show like isn't that interesting yeah no I think that if people are like really really invested it's like a very simple lesson 
but that speaks volumes, mm-hmm. you know. And if you really like focus on the show, kind of like when Ang afterwards is able to find um, Appa and Momo by saying like, "Oh, we're all connected," then that should really chime in to my intuition because then it says like, "Okay, bitch." So I should be able to find my best friends. Yeah. Um, I think they're like big concepts that are being illustrated in a very like plain language way. Yeah to be able to get and like plant the seed for like the youth that is watching this um because then later it gets you know you have to do adult things and then you kind of lose track of quite literally time like you're some people are always just so rushed by meeting their deadlines or getting certain things done by a timeline of like oh i'm this age i have to do this when it's like but it's all an illusion anyways Mm -hmm. you know so i i like that i like this little lesson here yeah and then it's just shaping him more to be the avatar because you're right he uses that like i should use my intuition Mm -hmm. to find my friends and Mm -hmm. he uses little avatar powers tunes in with the vines and finds appa about to get eaten with the fucking other um swamp benders and as they as they meet them, you know, of course, Aang and Katara go ham. They go neck and neck with these people, and then they figure out, oh, you're waterbenders. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're like us. And Katara's disgusted. Because Katara was like, all right, all right. Whoa, you're pushing whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cousins, you're maybe. You're pushing it. Siblings, no. Not to reach. They save Appa and Momo and then end up having a nice little dinner together. Yeah, they eat some good old bugs. Good good old swamp bugs. Some good old protein. And it's funny because, you know, they're like talking like, oh, we didn't know there are any waterbenders outside of like the swamp. And it's mm-hmm. like, again, perception, y'all. Like, y'all need to quit acting like there aren't more. Because it's even like where people like, I mean, this is like probably a bad example, but even people are like, oh, I didn't know you could be like Mexican and like Asian or you could be right. Mexican and black. And you're like, at some point it's like ignorance because even the guy like, yeah, the swamp dudes are just like, I just thought they existed here. It just goes to show how there's more than what we know. Always. There's more to the story. There's more than you could possibly imagine. Like, could you really potentially think that you are the only one that really moves this way or that thinks this way? Like you can't imagine how many people are out there, you know, that like struggle with the same stuff that you do or that really think the same way that you do, which is either like ignorant or whatnot. Like y'all be really surprised. Like, yes, we're all unique individually, but we're, we were also created collectively. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like this origin of tree, like we're really more connected than people think. Yeah. We're more alike than we like. Yeah. And then they're off. They're off to their next mission. And they're off. But then the last scene is someone we almost forgot about, Zuko. Zuko comes back. We knew. What I happened? know I know that look whenever I see it. I know that psychotic look. In I face. know that psychotic little look. And he goes and beats up that man that made his uncle dance for yeah. that for that gold coin. And yeah. he's wearing that creepy little mask. And I knew he was up to something. Yeah. And he took back. Not didn't take back, but he he took uh, the two swords that he had because Zuko's signature signature weapon is two swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Zuko's like, all right, bitch, um, good riddance. Later. Bye.